Alright guys, yeah, it's time for the champ cast. I'm here with Jason. Saucy opening. (laughs) We're going to be going over week 10. We're going to be talking about week 11. And that's pretty much it. So, (laughs) what do I... Nothing nothing special this week. Yeah, no. Can't be coming up with new segments every week, people. This is a very meat and potatoes, not a two hour long podcast, is what we're aiming for here. Which I appreciate it. Maybe I'll get it out before, like, the 4 p.m. games. <laughs> yeah, true. I know Duff needs his fix, man. True. He, Duff listens, like, he, instantly. Him and Gamba are just addicted to listening to their teams get shit on. <laughs> so, all right. Yeah, I want to know, Duff texted in the chat, like, pre- like quoting me, Duff under-projected here, Jason probably. I don't know if he said that before he actually heard me say that, because I'm pretty <laughs> sure I word for word said that. I mean, he I was said overprojected. Yeah, you agreed with me. Yeah. But uh, I don't know if he just predicted that. We might have been wrong about that one. We can get into, uh, you want to do Duff's game first? Sure. All right. So first game, we'll talk about Dan and uh, Duff here. We had Duff get the... 133.5 to 104.5 victory. We did just say, we both said, Duff seemed like he was overprojected, seemed like he was destined to get less than 100 points. The only way he's going to win is if Patrick Mahomes carries his team. And what happened, Jason? Well, uh, Patrick Mahomes scored 40 points. Yeah, 446, three touchdowns. I think, I think if I recall, I laid out three things that needed to happen for Duff to win. I said Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey needed to pop off. Check. I said Marquise Brown needed to catch a long touchdown. Check. And I said the Colts needed to stop the Dolphins, which eh, they lost that game, but the defense did fine. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Which, I by mean, the way, the Colts lost to the Dolphins. L O L. Yeah, Dolphins red hot. Yeah, Winston. There's. I saw. I saw on Twitter today a playoff scenario that the Dolphins get Shut in. Shut up. They actually can't get in as the six seed. But they can make it as the fifth seed if a ton of stuff happens. And that includes the Chiefs getting the sixth seed and the Titans winning their division with four ties. <laughs> so, hope's not dead for the Dolphins. But Duff gets a huge victory here over Dan. Dan, we were talking about last week, we thought had the best team. I still think he has the best team. Um, and he didn't play that poorly. The Cooper Cup um, just getting no receptions really hurt. He only had four targets. He didn't play well. The Rams didn't play well. They only scored 12 points, and seven of those came on a defensive touchdown. They scored no offensive touchdowns. Um, Yeah, Dan's team just didn't have a good week. I don't know what else to say about it. I mean, his team had a fine week. He still broke 100, but I think that's really just a testament to the quality of this team is that with Cooper Cup putting up a zero, which... Uh, I doubt ever comes close to happening again based on his performance every other game this year. And, you know, Drew Brees had a bad game at home against Atlanta, which may have been the single most surprising thing of the whole week. I think the, the Falcons beating the Saints was more surprising to me than the Dolphins beating the Colts. Yep, I agree. That game was ridiculous. 
I don't even understand how that happened. Well, at least the Colts get the excuse of they had Brian Hoyer, future lawyer, exactly under center. <laughs> um, Drew Brees and the Saints looked terrible, and the Falcons were still making their typical Falcons mistakes. They just never uh, let the Saints score. Like the Saints just looked bad. Yeah, they scored no touchdowns. The Falcons' uh, front seven was all over Drew Brees. <laughs> They were getting pressure with, like, three-man rushes. I don't know what happened, because, like, the Saints have a pretty solid offensive line, definitely top third of the league. I'd argue probably a little better than that. But they were just, they just didn't show up. Yeah, Kamara didn't do much. Um, I didn't even see Latavius Murray on the field. They, uh, They didn't establish any offense. They were never on red zone, so I don't really know exactly how bad the offense looked, because I never got to see him. So I had like four carries in that game. Like I don't, I don't. Did they run plays? I don't know what happened. <laughs> Where yeah, did that's they... a uh, that's a big chalk it up as a complete fluke. Just forget it for the Saints. I don't think they're gonna run into any problems moving forward. It was just an off week. Definitely, I I feel like it definitely was a week where they just came in and were absolutely slept on the Falcons as they should be because the Falcons are terrible. And uh, by the time they realized they had to play better, it was too late. Yeah, I think Michael Thomas still had like 150 yards because he's a savage. I, I he's did on pace see... to he's on pace to like break Marvin Harrison's reception record pretty handily, which would uh, be pretty crazy. Um, yeah, I mean he went 13 for 152, 23.5 points. He's now the number one wide receiver in fantasy, he's been incredible. So, and I, and I don't see it slowing down for him. He's got at Tampa, Carolina, at the Falcons again. You know, not great teams coming up. He's going to be an asset for Colin, who is one of the other really good teams in this league. Um, but yeah, Duff beats Dan. They both go to 6-4. and four. Um, I feel like a lot of this league is 5-5, five 6-4. and five, six and four. Yeah, uh, it's weird how that worked out this year. I don't feel like that's usually the case. I feel like there's usually more teams kind of close to out of it by now in kind of Roman's position. Yeah. But, I mean, most of the league still, like, is in it, especially with six playoff spots. So we can get into our next game. And our next game, I'll just start it off with this. Gamba receives the dun chain from me. Oof. Um, he falls to three and seven. He loses to Kell at one twelve to one ten, and this was a heartbreaking loss. I, I mean, Gamba had it. So Monday Night Football, see Saints or not Saints? I'm sorry, San Francisco 49ers Seahawks. He's got Gamba has the San Francisco defense and the San Francisco kicker. All he needs to win is for the San Francisco kicker, Chase McLaughlin, to hit that game-winning overtime field goal, and he wins. He misses it, which puts them into a tie, and then the Seahawks go down and kick a game-winning field goal, and Gamble loses by two. I didn't realize that's how that played out. Yeah, it was very hard. Wow. Gamba. To be fair, Gamba had intended on playing Michael Badgley who we talked about on the show last week, 
as we were watching that Chargers game, was on his bench and stayed there. Uh, he didn't ask you to put him in the lineup. He just picked up another kicker. Yeah, I actually texted him and asked him, uh, like, right as we were done recording, if he wanted me to put him in, and he was like, no. So, um, yeah, it worked out for him. I mean, and he really also had, off. yeah, he had Daniel Jones go off for 40 points. I didn't realize he had that many fancy points. Four touchdowns, 308 passing yards. He, of course, had a couple fumbles in there, but yeah. uh, he looked Jamal good. Jamal Williams mugged him, yeah. or Jamal Adams. This was the Daniel Jones versus Sam Darnold game, and uh, Kellogg gets a big win here. Kellogg moves to 5-5, five and five, and Kellogg's team, which through week, I don't know, 4 or 5, I was ready to just hand the last place trophy. He is now seriously contending for a playoff spot, and it's all because Kareem Hunt, or uh, not Kareem Hunt, Tyreek Tyree Hill Kill. came back. Yeah, ever Tyree since Tyreek... another big week. Ever since Tyreek Hill came back, uh, I don't know. Kellett's only lost one game. Maybe he hasn't lost any. I'm not sure. But he's been a much improved team since that happened. It's kind of strange to see one player making that big a difference. Because it's not like he was close without Tyreek Hill. No, he, he was up like 65 points. Yeah, he was not losing squeakers. He was getting blown out. But since Tyreek Hill has come back, let me let me read to you Kellett's point totals, and I'll let you guess where Tyreek Hill comes back. So week one, he wins 121 to 110. Then he loses Tyreek Hill. He scores 95, 66, 48, and 70. He then gets... <laughs> Tyree kill back and goes 102 109 114 105 112 so just the addition of one player has made i don't know a 30 point difference like that's pretty crazy yeah and he's got some other positive looking news on in the lineup as i guess it's damian williams job now in kansas city LaShawn mccoy was a healthy scratch on sunday uh Andy Reid said it was for, like, maintenance purposes to kind of, like, save him for later in the year. But I don't know if I buy that. The Chiefs are, like, 5-4, and four, and, like, uh, LaShawn McCoy obviously had that really bad fumble the week before. Damian Williams, of course, came back and fumbled this week. So I don't know how it'll play out going forward. It's still just as murky in my eyes. But, I mean, he played well in McCoy's absence so I guess I don't I don't see him coming off the field too much yeah um he Andy Reid as you were saying was saying this was kind of a load management thing for LaShawn McCoy I don't know if I buy that um I think he might be rolling with Damian Williams moving forward which is very upsetting this is the LaShawn McCoy owner so I gotta hope Damian Williams costs that job up but uh, the Chiefs should be in win-now mode. So. Yeah, I mean, they're falling behind. That division is wide open. You know, the Raiders are in it. The, like, who else is in that division? Everyone except the Broncos. Chargers, baby. They, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess they are technically in it. I just yeah. In a little Chargers update here, I, of course, bet the Chargers this past week, and they had maybe the worst two-minute drill of all time. Oh, I know that feels Chargers? Like, yeah, I, I, I know that seems like forever ago, but holy shit, Chargers. Like, 
their, that was uh, ugly. Their attempt to come back against the Raiders with a minute and a half left and no timeouts was maybe the saddest thing I've ever seen. They just chucked up like eight bombs in a row after getting bailed out on one like holding call or pass interference or something. Didn't connect on a single one. Didn't even come really close to connecting on any of them. It was not a great look. Yeah, it was rough. But they're in that division, and I guess they're hanging in it. They play the Chiefs this week in Mexico Mexico City on Monday Night Football. So maybe that'll be a good game. Maybe the Chiefs win by 30. Who knows? I thought the Chiefs played the Texans. No. You might be right. I thought uh, I no, thought this I'm week wrong. was the uh, Mexico City game. I am, am I right? correct. All right, cool. Uh, there we go. I don't know if it's in Mexico. Chalk one up for me. Play. Let's go, baby. Uh, which uh, which part of Saquon Barkley's single rushing <laughs> yard was your favorite? Oh, I think it was... Um, which the of those one, the one 36 inches did you really like? Yeah, I think it was the one yard he had was my favorite part of that yard. Wow, that was... Gamba had some real uh, duds. I mean, Saquon Barkley with one rushing yard. Tyler Lockett got hurt early in that game, I think, or maybe towards like halftime. He had some t- some issue with his leg. He ended up in the hospital. He had some weird, like, swelling going on, I guess, and had to spend the night in the hospital. He's apparently good to go. I think he's online to play this week, but it was just a weird situation where he, he was out for most of that game. Stefan Diggs didn't really step up in Adam Thielen's absence. You saw Kyle Rudolph catch, like, two one-yard touchdowns. Kyle uh, Rudolph, to be fair, actually had a nice game, not to get off topic. Kyle Rudolph did play really well. This was the best I've seen Kyle Rudolph play in years. He had like seven catches for like 100 yards. I don't think that's true at all. I'll fact check it. You can keep going. I'll fact check this. All right. Well, anyway. No, no, no. Because I wanted to shit on Kalen Blush. I need I need a second. Oh, okay. Go for it. Speak your truth. I haven't had uh, the platform to dump on Kalen Blush in a while. But Kalen Balazs touched the ball 24 times, I think. Yep, 20 carries, 4 catches for 45 yards. (laughs) He is the worst offensive player in the NFL. He is so bad. Like, he's on pace to, like, break records with how terrible he is. He's going to be, like, the first player with his amount of workload to ever average like below two and a half yards per carry and three yards per target. Like well, he just <laughs> for him to catch how three do you, passes, I'm assuming they targeted him twenty five times. How do you so I don't know how many targets he had. He had four he, catches for two yards. How? Well he has the worst hands I've ever seen. He's so bad at football. Like I get if the Dolphins are just trying to lose games I get why he's out there, but then I don't get why Josh Rosen's not starting. Yeah. I know, right? What a weird trade they did. They gave up the second to get Josh Rosen, and now they don't even play him. And they had Josh Rosen, not to talk about the Dolphins, because who gives a shit, but they had Josh Rosen come in when uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick went full of Ryan Fitzpatrick and like looked like he was trying to give himself a concussion. They tell him to go into the tent. They have Josh Rosen come in for a play. It's like a third and seven, and they don't even trust him to throw the ball. 
they just ran a draw. Like it's so comical the oh. development or lack thereof Josh Rosen's had to go through. Yeah, he has had a tough go of it in the early the early goings of his NFL career. Yeah. I I kind of do you think he's really that bad? Uh, I I if I'm being he's honest, he's shown nothing impressive or even really positive. But I feel like he's just been put in the absolute worst situation. He has been. To be honest, he was my favorite coming out of college. He's who, if the Giants were to draft the quarterback, I wanted. So, um, yikes. Ooh, speaking of uh, backups coming in for a play, though, can we talk about that hilarious Blake Bortles play? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what was worse, that or them going for it on fourth down. And just being like, yeah, we're not going to let Blake Bortles take the snap. We'll just let the punter. <laughs> we'll just let the punter line up in an offensive form and just run it. And he just throws a pick right to a linebacker. It was hilarious. Blake Bortles, like, fucks the snap up and then whiffs on the handoff. Like, doesn't know which direction the running back is supposed to be going. And then just, like, dives headfirst into his offensive yeah, line. Yeah, because of his grit, no he still gained two yards. <laughs> so, that might have been the most unimpressive, like, play that went for a gain of yards I've ever seen. It was it was bad. <laughs> it was terrible. Oh, what a guy. Yeah. But anyway, just to get a... You were correct... Kyle Rudolph did go four for 14, two touchdowns. He had that sick catch in the back of the end zone, and I guess yeah. that just made me inflate his numbers mentally because I was like, I think, what a sick catch. I think their other tight end had like 50 or 60 yards. What's his name? Irv something? Irv Smith? Is that it? Is that a person? Did I make that up? I have no idea. Hold on. You you talk. I'll look this up. <laughs> but yeah, um, just getting back to what we were just talking about with Blake Bortles. Like, I like Johnny Hecker and the yeah. – fakes they run with him but like dear lord having him line up under center over Blake Bortles and just throw a pick immediately was a very rough look for a team that had no offensive points the entire game Jared Goff looked terrible by the way oh you mean like all year no like especially this game yeah he didn't look great that team is uh, I don't know what's going on that team might be like the worst team in that division for no good reason they're probably better than the Cardinals but, like, the Cardinals have looked good lately. Ooh, Jason. Huh. The Portland Trailblazers just signed Carmelo Anthony. Let's go, baby. Is Carmelo good? No, not anymore. Uh, but, uh... I don't... I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't been good for, like, ten years. But, uh, he still shoots. So that's something. Cool, I guess. By the way, Irv, Irv Smith Jr. is a person. He's the other tight end on Minnesota. He had five for 34. So they didn't come close to 100 yards combined. But. Okay. Well, <laughs> he did have one sick catch. So there's that. What were we even talking about? What game were we even on? Kellett and whoever Kellett whooped. Kellett Gamba. barely beat Gamba. So yeah. there you go. Absolutely. Five five. Gamba, three and seven. Gamba, Dunchain, he's done. He. This is probably a late Dunchain. He's probably eliminated, to be real. Like, me giving him the dumb chain is probably just me saying he didn't make the playoffs because he statistically can't. Um, it's been hard to hand out dumb chains this year. Every single team is just 5-5. Five and five. Yeah, with, like, so. nine teams at 5-5. Five and five. <laughs> <laughs> So, but Kellett moves to 5-5. Five and five. He's still hanging in it. Um, congrats to him. Next game, let's do, uh, let's do you versus Justin. 
Speaking of hanging in it. Yeah, well, it's in my notes. Um, Jason gets very needed win. So uh, you got a very needed win. Congrats, Jason. Don't let the kid get hot. Yeah, you started David Johnson, which went great. <laughs> <laughs> he goes two yards. Didn't need him. Didn't yeah. need him. You didn't. That's true. You had the benefit of the Bills getting to the one-yard line twice and realizing Frank Gore is bad, so they just had Josh Allen fall in for two touchdowns. That really helped you out. No, one of those was like a seven-yard draw. <laughs> the, uh, the other one was the exact yeah, the other same one... situation from last week where it's just like turn around, hand the ball off, the running back can't get in, and the, whoever the Bills coaches, I don't even know his name. Do you know the Bills coach's name? Is it Sean McDermott? Yes. Yeah. Boom! Nailed it. <laughs> I'm so good at this, John. Damn, he's hot. He's hot. Don't let the kid get hot. But, uh, not Sean McDermott is hot, by the way. Ignore that. <laughs> Cut that. Cut that. Cut that. So, <laughs> Josh Allen... That's actually. What? That's the cold open. Sean McDermott is <laughs> Sean hot. Sean McDermott is hot. So, uh... Yeah, Josh Allen, 24 points, played well. Russell Wilson in an incredible game. Actually didn't play that well. He only threw for one touchdown. Um, the Seahawks looked kind of bad in that first half. They weren't even really able to move the ball against San Francisco. Um, Justin was never really in this. You had it handled the entire way. I don't know if there's anything else you want to say about this game. Yeah, Russell Wilson, like, I still think he's incredible and probably leading the MVP race for me. Uh, but, like, everyone was talking up about how good he was in that game. And, like, he really didn't play all that well in that game just because, like, it was prime time and they had, like, all the eyes on him. And, like, they ended up winning in overtime. But he honestly didn't play that great. Like you said, less than 250 yards, one touchdown, one pick, ran a little. I don't know. He made a couple of big throws um, yeah, and he'll that do were that. primetime MVP throws. But that right. interception in overtime... Um, they're lucky they won, or else that would have been talked about a lot more. They got completely bailed out. Yeah. On my side, uh, Nick Chubb still put up good numbers, and Cream Hunt's return was basically a non-factor in the passing game, but honestly, he really hasn't done much in the passing game all year. Less than I thought he would, to be honest, but... He's been good enough without it, so doesn't really bother me. Still got over 100 yards. He got a bunch of goal line work. Didn't capitalize on it, which was irritating to watch. But he still looked good, and I still have faith in him going forward. He's playing right now. I actually don't know what he's done. Uh, also, Kenny Galladay got bailed out on like a 40-yard touchdown from Jeff Driscoll. I was not thrilled waking up on a Sunday morning to find out that. Matt Stafford was being told he could not play because of his broken back or whatever. Because uh. Uh, I own a lot of Kenny Galladay across my leagues. And I was just like, well, I don't really I don't really think I can get away from him. And the matchup was really... Actually, no, the matchup wasn't really good. They played Chicago. But I just stuck with it and got rewarded, I guess. <laughs> so I told you you could plug in Jameson Crowder, and he had yeah, a nice day on your bench. But your um your whole team except for David Johnson played pretty well, pretty consistent down the board. You dropped the one nineteen. The Baltimore D paid yep. off. You we spending uh, yeah those big bucks on them. 
So uh, I'm, I'm assuming you're going to hold on to them, right? Uh, I believe I've already dropped them. Ooh, damn. They play Houston this week. Yeah. And the Rams in San Francisco the next couple weeks. I'm uh, I'm not too committed to defenses. Yeah. This is well, the time of year I will sometimes roster two or even three defenses to plan ahead or play keep away. Tougher in this league because our bench is so shallow. But uh, if there's a team like the Ravens who I don't like their matchups coming up, I don't really feel required to hold them. Yeah, I hear that. So, all right, you get a huge win. Uh, you move to four and six, keeping yourself in it. Justin falls to six and four, coming back to the pack along with everyone else. Um, first first two... streak of the year. Yep. What is it? Two wins. Congrats. Yeah. And we had podcasts both weeks. So there we go. You're off the schneid. The podcast can keep going, guys. <laughs> so next game, we got Campbell versus Colin. Um, this is a very interesting game. I just want to say I picked Colin. Shout out. Or I picked Campbell. You picked Colin. So shout out me. Um, very proud of my pick here because Campbell was projected to be a pretty big underdog and he put the beat down on Colin. He dropped a 157 on him. Was Campbell versus Colin also the game early in the year when like it finished like 170 to like 165 or something? No, that was uh that was Dan. We don't have any repeat Games. It was Colin. It was Dan and Colin. Yeah, we don't have any repeat games until week twelve. So yeah, it was Dan. It was Dan and Colin. I don't know which game you were talking about. Um. So yeah, Colin's had a couple of these tough luck losses. Did he win that game against Dan? He did, and he got he was chirping us because we both picked Dan. Yeah. That uh. Hang on, I want to find it. So, little little retribution here, being on the other end of the. High scoring defeat. Yeah, he won one seventy eight to one seventy two yeah. in week five. So this was karma coming back for him. As uh not quite as high scoring, one fifty seven to one thirty three point five, but um Campbell's team just played really well. Colin had a couple like interesting stat lines on here, like Matt Ryan in a win, only throwing for one eighty two and two touchdowns, sixteen points. Um wasn't great. I don't know if you saw Zeke Elliott. I am so not confused. Be able to run the ball. What happened in that game? Where was the offense? What one? Did they... the Saints? Saints yeah. Falcons? How? Like, what was the final score of that game? I don't even 26 know. to 9. They scored 20. I'm so confused. <laughs> Whatever. It doesn't matter. Uh, no, I didn't see Zeke. I didn't watch that game. Yeah, he didn't look good. He only ran for 47 yards, dropped six points. Tevin Coleman didn't look that good. He got out-touched by Matt Burita. He only went for 40 yards on Monday Night Football. Michael Thomas went off for Colin, but besides that, um, he didn't get a lot of production from his key guys. He did have Christian Kirk as a pickup in his flex, dropped 39 points, went 6 for 138, three touchdowns. Pretty good week to play Christian Kirk, as he hadn't had a game over 16 points this whole year, and he goes off for 39 was this his first game back? I know he had been injured. No, it wasn't. But it was his first touchdown of the year. He scored three <laughs> of them. Yeah. I said, uh, I think when we were talking about when we were doing the power rankings, that I like Christian Kirk as a talent, which is true. Uh, but, I mean, I think he's their number one 
of the future, maybe of the present. I don't think Larry Fitzgerald has really done a whole lot since like week two, now he's which not- I feel like his is his uh, mo nowadays. He dominates the first three weeks of the season. And then just falls off a cliff. Yeah, he'll usually make it to week seven or eight as like a top five fantasy wide receiver, and then you never hear from him again. It happened a little bit earlier this year. Um, but yeah, I mean, Christian Kirk, what a game. Yeah. Uh, Kyler Murray on Campbell's team, though, the, the beneficiary of those three touchdowns also. Yep. 34 points. Kyler Murray has been awesome. He's number seven fantasy QB. Um. I mean, he's been great. Colin lost uh, Austin Hooper in this game. He, I don't know, but he hurt his knee or something. But he's he had expe- knee. He's expected to miss like a month. So that's a tough loss, uh, losing who I think. Yeah, he's the number one tight end so far this year. He's been really good. Didn't kill him this week. Still caught a touchdown before going out. Uh, but that's going to be a tough hole to fill at a pretty shallow position tight end not really not really great Campbell on the other side though had to replace George Kittle who's another one of those high-end options that you're lucky if you have because you just don't have to deal with it and instead started two tight ends including Kyle Rudolph who we mentioned before caught two touchdowns and Gerald Everett who I said not a great flex play but ended up with a Solid game, ten points, not bad at all. Yeah, Campbell. Um, Campbell, a lot of things break his way. He had Ronald Jones have his best game of the year. He had Derrick Henry go off for thirty-seven points, one hundred and eighty-eight yards, and two touchdowns, and an upset win over Kansas City. Um, he he just got a great week out of a lot of his guys. Dude, the Titans like once or twice a year will just like fuck around and beat a really good team for no reason. Yeah, like they did it to the Patriots last year. Yep. At home, they, they dude. Mike Vrabel might be like one of the best coaches in the league. No, because I feel I no. feel like yes, I feel like every year the Titans are trash. That roster is trash. They have no good players, and they just make the playoffs. Well, they're good at being underdogs. Well, they'll rip off a couple of those big wins, but then in games they should win, they lose all the time, all the time. So I don't know if I'm gonna go ahead and declare Mike Vrabel a good coach, but uh, they do get up for big games. That is very true. So, all right, anything else you want to talk about in this game? Mm, not really. Colin comes back to 7-3. and three. Campbell goes to 5-5. Five and five. A Huge win for him. He has the number six playoff spot right now at 5-5. Five and five. He's got a whole group of teams tied with him or one game back. But uh, he is holding that last spot. Mm-hmm. Next Campbell's who I'm chasing right now. Yeah, yep, same. Next, we got... Uh, Armstrong versus Roman. Um, Roman has been done chained, and he's playing like it. Oh, yeah. He hasn't broke 80 in three weeks. Yeah. Um, Joe Mixon actually had, like, a good game. Like, in a blowout loss, no one Dude, even noticed. That was ran for so 100. weird. Like, and, he, th- and he looked good, too. It was weird. The Like, the Bengals got stomped. And he had 30 carries. Yeah. Like, they just said, fuck it, we don't care. We're just going to keep handing him the ball. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Yeah. Nothing matters. Just run the game out. The tank and, is on. Uh, yeah. Him and uh, 
first name Finley. I don't remember his first name. Jermichael. <laughs> yep, quarterback <laughs> Jermichael Finley of the Green Bay Packers. Yeah. That's so, bad. Yeah, and Roman had to sit through Philip Rivers on Thursday Night Football, throw three picks. Um, He just didn't get performances at anyone. Emmanuel Sanders yeah. got hurt. Darren Waller didn't play well. Someone actually figured out, hey, maybe we should just lock up Darren Waller and make sure he doesn't get the ball. Darren Waller's been kind of disappointing for like three weeks now. Yeah. It's just like, I don't know what it is. I think Hunter Renfro's been getting more involved. Yep. And like Tyra Williams came back. I don't know. I guess there's just a few more options there. And it's been hurting him. I still think he's fine. Probably starting him every week. Especially at tight ends, just like what are you gonna do about it? But uh, eh, who cares? Romans, Romans not winning games anyway. Yeah. And then Armstrong on the flip side pulled out. Um, Latavius Murray put him in the lineup. Sat Todd Gurley, which was a very interesting play. Todd Gurley ran for seventy-three yards, no touchdowns, which is what he does every single week. <laughs> it didn't work out because Latavius Murray did not play well against the Falcons, but. Um, he does get the win. Aaron Jones went off. Aaron Jones went off for three touchdowns. Le'Veon Bell fell in for a touchdown, even though the Jets can't block at all. Like, literally cannot block. Yeah, um, yeah good win. Good win for Armstrong. Mark Andrews. Every single time I see that, by the way, I think Matt Andrews. What a guy. And yeah, then, Mark, uh, Mark Andrews, I feel like he hasn't actually... Like, he had a huge week one. And then it's been or week one and two, I guess. No, he's been he's been good. Eh. Oh, oh yeah, okay. actually. You know, he had a game against Cincy where he went six for ninety nine, ten points. But uh he's actually been a little bit more hit or miss than I thought. Whatever. So paid off. Right. Armstrong gets a big win. Armstrong goes to six and four, he's got a playoff spot. Rowan falls to two and eight and is eliminated. So all right, last game. It's my game. This sucked, Jason. I okay. lost 103.5 to 101 versus Eric, and it sucked. Yeah. This, <laughs> this went, you went into the week looking like you would start AJ Green, James Conner, and LaShawn McCoy, and instead started Trey Edmonds. And AJ, AJ Brown. Brown and Tyler Boyd. <laughs> so I, Tyler Boyd, I was fine with playing. I had to go to the waiver wire to replace those two other guys. I pick up AJ Brown and Trey Edmonds. Trey Edmonds goes for one yard. AJ Brown makes one catch. They combine for three and a half points. If I would have picked up anyone else around them on the suggested pickups, I would have won this game easily. I didn't. I play those guys. I have a 40-something point lead going into Sunday Night Football. The Vikings are running the ball all over Dallas with Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook put up a lot of yards in this game. He went 26 for 97. He also caught 7 for 86. He rushes for over 100 yards. Eric gets the bonus and goes up 106.5 to 101.5, and I think it's over. I don't know. If, did you see Sunday Night Football? No, I didn't watch that game. So at the end of the game, Dallas gets the uh, ball. They can't do anything with it. They punt it. 
Minnesota gets it. They have to kill clock. They hand the ball to Dalvin Cook. He fumbles and loses like eight yards on the first play, knocking him under 100 yards. And me and Eric go into a tie. He then runs into the line twice and gets stuffed right at 97 yards. So we're tied. They punt away. Dallas has a minute and no timeouts to, for me, get 21 yards. And it would have been enough to knock Minnesota's defense under. They were at negative two. It would have given them negative three and I would have won. They pick up 17 of those yards to get into Hail Mary range. So I just needed them to be able to pick up like 10 more yards and I would have won. They'd chuck up a Hail Mary with no time left. And instead of it just getting knocked down in the end zone where we would have tied or caught by a Dallas player where I would have won, it gets picked off and I lose by two points. Yikes. Yeah, it was. uh, I, I sent a couple texts in the group chat that just got completely ignored. Just me cursing to no one. <laughs> so very upsetting uh tough luck loss big win for eric as he goes to five and five i fall to five and five everyone is five and five i feel like these numbers don't add up for eric Sim. like lamar jackson went off because the Bengals are g- garbage <laughs> dalvin cook went off and then like michael gallup and alvin kamara were good enough but like Zeros from Valdez Scantling and Minnesota DST. Three from BC Johnson, which, like, what are we doing here? Yep. That is a homer play <laughs> from Vikings fan, Eric. <laughs> That's very true. Uh, Viking. Eric is rostering a lot of Vikings. Yep. Yeah, not he's, uh, well, hey. he's got three of them. <clears throat> you know. I thought it was more. There's none on the bench, but whatever. Uh, I just feel like there's no way this adds up to 103 points. Like, three players played well. Yeah. Um, I mean, 60 of it was from Lamar Jackson, Dalvin Cook, and then... Yeah, I mean, I, I don't really know how this adds up either, but I'm not doing the math. Tough loss for me. Jets defense played well. I appreciated that Jamal Adams strip sack, but uh, Julio Jones only getting three catches. I'm sick of it. Fuck Julio Jones. Fuck the Falcons. <laughs> Even in a win, they just don't target him. Jameis Winston did his thing. Um, threw for a bunch of yards and a couple picks, which is what he does every week. But uh, it wasn't enough. Which, by the way, so you sent me that text on Sunday morning to pull LaShawn McCoy. Yeah. And I, I pulled LaShawn McCoy and I was like, oh, do I just play Josh Gordon? And I was like, no, like I can do better than that. I'll go and pick someone up. Josh Go- Gordon only got two targets in his game. He went two for 27. If I just would have played him, I would have won. <laughs> Damn. You bet on Ryan Tannehill and you lost? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. That was week 10, Jason. We had a lot of teams at five and five. Let me just really quick read off the playoff bracket. We got Colin as the one seed, Dan as the two seed, and then Justin Duff. Armstrong and Campbell are the rest of the bracket. So Justin would be playing Campbell. Duff would be playing Armstrong in the wild card round. As of right now, everyone else is on the outside looking in. Everyone else still has a chance except for Gamba and Roman. So we got 10 teams still in it. Three weeks to go. John, I have catapulted up ESPN's final standing projections to seventh. Really? You're ahead of me. How dare you? Yeah, that's why this is trash. I hate this stupid thing. It does have Roman last, 
And Gamba 11th, so it's not total, totally wrong. I mean, I'm glad I can read records. Like, <laughs> congratulations. It's got Colin first, Dan second, Justin third. I don't hate that. That was essentially our rankings. They were in a tier to themselves. You want to get into the auction report? Okay, yeah, let's do it. All right, so we have the auction report for week 11. This went through earlier today. We had Gamba dropping 35 bucks on Brian Hill, beating out Duff's $34. That sucks. I would have gotten him. I was going to put 36. I put no claims in except for the the Panthers defense because I forgot. Oh, no, I lied. I have a claim in for Brian Hill. What was your claim? 31. Oh, 31. We also had Diamond drop 27. Roman's still out here trying for 20. I respect that. Um, a lot of people want a Brian Hill. Falcons, yeah, I mean, Devon, good, guys. Falcons Devonta, Devonta Freeman's expected to miss like two or three weeks. Ito Smith's on IR. Like, yeah, at, we're late in the year. What are you saving Fab for? Yeah, well, Gamba outbids everyone, which is funny because Gamba can't use him. He's eliminated. So, uh, interesting. We had Kellett drop big bucks for Derek Carr. 32 um, to replace Sam Darnold. Kellett is just scrambling at quarterback right now, which is funny because he's winning the whole time he's doing this. So we'll see what Derek Carr can do. Um, Justin dropped 17 on the Raiders D. And then we had a couple defenses and Darius Slayton picked up for little to no money. I got Duke Johnson back for $0. Um, Let's go. Every week I pick up Duke Johnson and then have to drop him and then just pick him back up and never play him. How exciting. Yeah, very, very excited. Aren't you glad he's not Matt Breida? No, not. Well, Matt Breida's hurt anyway. Matt Breida's always hurt. Matt Breida is Wolverine. That dude is constantly hurt, but never misses time. Yeah. So, all right, that was the auction report. Um, You're going to get into week 11. Yes. Had to Had to think about it for a second. Yeah, I was trying to come up with like a snarky answer or something, but uh, just couldn't do it. Firing on. I'm shooting. I'm shooting straight down. Wheels. Shooting straight down the middle today, John. Jason's spinning the wheels here on the champ cast. Um, all right. Delete this whole podcast. <laughs> where, where do you want to start? I don't know. You're the smart guy. You tell me. Let's start with myself. So, I'm playing Dan. We are projected to tie. Um. At 112 apiece, he has Kareem Hunt. Yeah, he has Kareem Hunt going right now, who has gone for zero yards but caught a couple passes, who scored four and a half points. I have James Conner playing, who um, has not played well and might be hurt. He left with a shoulder injury, which like sick. So uh, that kind of sucks. But um, I still like my matchups this week. I got James Winston going against New Orleans. I have Melvin Gordon going Monday Night Football against Kansas City. I got Tyler Boyd at Oakland. I got, you know, a couple, couple things I don't hit on here. Jets D at Washington. How bad can that be? It's probably going to go pretty well. <laughs> I have no idea what to think about the Jets D. I mean, Washington's bad. Yeah. Dwayne Haskins time, maybe. Yeah, he sucks. So, I'd lock that in and say safe 14 points. Christian McCaffrey gets Atlanta. It's yeah, probably, it's, what, uh, 45 Sucks. Yeah, 
mean, <laughs> maybe he gets hurt. <laughs> you, you, you keep that evil away from Christian McCaffrey. He's a national treasure. So, yeah, I catch, uh, I catch Dan on no bye weeks. I had no bye weeks. So we're playing straight up. Projected to be a very close game. I don't know if anything stands out to you in this game, except the fact that I'm going to get shredded by Dan's wide receivers. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm going Dan here. You're picking Dan? I, yeah. uh, I think Drew Brees comes out mad against a terrible Tampa Bay secondary. Lights them up, I think. Uh, what's the name of the team? The Buccaneers have to play catch-up. That helps Chris Godwin. It'll probably help Jameis Winston for you, too. But, I mean, Amari Cooper gets Detroit. They can't cover anyone. Christian McCaffrey, like we said, gets Atlanta. They can't defend anything except the Saints last week, apparently. Got to be a get-right game for Cooper Cup. Don't love Chicago's defense at the Rams. You know what? Maybe I do. The Rams aren't that good. No, they are not. Yeah, I just... I'm going, Dan. I'm picking myself. Um, this is do or die for my team. If I lose this week, I'm probably not making the playoffs. I don't know how I'm going to win, but I'm going to figure it out and get it done. Simple as that. I do like Melvin Gordon against Kansas City a lot. Uh, Julio Jones at Carolina should be good. I'm not a huge Tyler Boyd guy, kind of over him. I like Cortland Sutton a lot. The matchup against Minnesota isn't as bad as it looks. But I'm uh, worried about Brandon Allen. He's looked really bad. Yeah. You're not getting A.J. Green back by most reports. Um, yeah, he didn't practice today. So looks like James that was Conner, not well spent. James Conner's hurt. Yeah, James Conner getting hurt in this game is definitely not going to help you out. So, Yeah. We'll figure it out. My team will get it done. So that's a split uh, split decision there. I would just like to point out, by the way, I have widened my lead a little bit. We actually both went 3-3 three and three last week, but uh, as far as the picks go, I'm 32-16. and 16. You are 24-24. and 24. So you yeah, are right at 500. It's almost like I can just pick blind every week. Yep. So that was... Uh, me versus Dan. Projected to be a close game. A game that is not projected to be that close. Actually, it's not looking that bad right now. Let's get into Roman versus Campbell. Roman actually projected to hang around in this game, which is uh, kind of surprising. Gam- or, uh, Campbell still has to make some lineup moves. He um, yeah. has George Kittle in. Doesn't look like George Kittle is going to play. He shouldn't play Devontae Parker. He should play... Um, actually, he might have to play Devontae Parker. Devontae Parker's been good. I don't yeah. love it against Buffalo, but he's been pretty good. So, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I actually don't like many of Campbell's matchups at all. I don't like Kyler Murray at San Francisco. I don't love Leonard Fournette at Indy. Ronald Jones against New Orleans is fine. Julian Edelman at Philly is fine. I don't like Devontae Parker going against Buffalo. George Kittle is not going to play. I don't like James White at all, like just in general. <laughs> um, and then Buffalo D at Miami is going to probably pop off. But 
I mean, do you see anything in there in the matchups you like? Because I really don't. And then on the other hand, Roman has some good matchups this week. Um, I love both the Patriots against Philly. Julian Edelman is going to destroy that secondary. Also, they suck at covering pass-catching running backs, so James White's going to eat them alive. Yeah. Kyler Murray went off last time they played San Francisco. I don't know that that necessarily happens again, but, you know, I think he's plenty good. He'll be fine. Yeah, I, he's going to have to replace George Kittle. I guess probably just start Gerald Everett. Yeah. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I have a hard time, no matter what things look like, picking Roman, so I'm going Campbell, I think. I, um, man, I, I hate Emmanuel Sanders though. isn't going to play. Is that for sure? I guess not, but I don't, I don't think there's a real expectation of him playing. Yeah, he was non-participant in practice today. I don't hate Robbie Anderson. Yeah, I mean... Buffalo DST at Miami. That's a good look. Yeah. But Jacksonville at Indy. Brian Hoyer. Nah, Jacoby's back. Is he back? Yeah. Alright. Alright, give me uh, give me Campbell. I was trying to look for a way to pick Roman in here, <laughs> but I, I can't. I can't pick a 2-8 and eight team. Roman's team just uh, has struggled this year, to say the least. I can't, Maybe hit, I can't pick him. Maybe hit 80 this week, Roman. Yeah. And then you'll be in consideration going forward. I was looking... Hold on, let me... Uh... Let me find something really quick. I was looking at Roman's week-over-week performance. Yeah. So, has not broken 80 in three weeks. Has not broken 100 since week five. Ooh. Like, this team is just... He's only broken 100 three times all year. It's just not a good team. Yeah, I mean, that's rough. Um... And also Campbell, I was saying I didn't love the matchups, but Julian Edelman and James White, like you were saying, actually do have really good matchups. It's a shame George Kittle isn't playing because Arizona is statistically the worst team against tight ends this year. Yeah. But tough. Kyler Murray is going up against the second best defense um, against quarterbacks. And then Leonard Fournette and Ronald Jones don't have the best matchups. It's going to be tough for Campbell, but I, I can't pick against Campbell. So. I agree with you. Can't pick a team that can't break 90 points. Just can't do it. Let's uh let's do Gamba versus Justin next. This is um supposed to be a closer game than the projections are leading on right now. I think. No, actually Gamba has a full lineup right now. So Gamba is projected to uh lose. Justin's supposed to win in a blowout. Should have read my notes. It says Justin projected to win in a blowout. <laughs> so uh, why is Justin projected to win in a blowout here, Jason? Because uh, his team's a lot better, mostly, if I had to guess. <laughs> I mean, that's Justin not that does, big of a stretch. Justin does need a kicker, but I think he's, he can... He's projected to win by 15 without a kicker. Yeah, I think he can manage that. Odell's not having a great game. Because Odell's not having a great year. But uh, I, I just don't think it matters. I Josh like Jacobs is going to eat against Cincinnati. Yep. I think 
the Chargers are probably chasing points against Kansas City. I think Austin Eckler gets involved. Yep. Mike Evans. I like Mike Evans at New Orleans. Marshawn Latimer is out. He got hurt last week, and the rest of that secondary doesn't scare me. Zach Ertz at New England. I don't know. That's not great. That could be bad. David Montgomery. I'm not crazy about, but whatever. Is T.Y. I don't think T.Y. Holmes coming back, right? No, no I don't. I don't think so. I he think he was doubtful. limited in practice. He's he wasn't doubtful. in practice today, so no, he's not playing. For Gamba, I like Deshaun Watson a lot at Baltimore. That game, I think the over/unders around fifty. Should be a lot of points in that that Ravens game. So I like Deshaun Watson. I like Brian Hill. Uh, he should get all the backfield work for Atlanta, whatever that's worth. But Carolina's defense doesn't scare me. Uh, so I think he'll be a reasonably good play. But the rest of the lineup, I mean. I don't know. Philip Lindsay, pretty hit or miss. Minnesota's a tough matchup. Philip Lindsay is the number twelve running back. That's crazy. Yeah, I know. I felt like he got off to such a slow start too. Stefan Diggs gets Denver. He'll probably see Chris Harris because I don't think Adam Thielen is expected back. Didi Westbrook is junk. Maybe he'll be better with Nick Foles. JD McKissick is junk. Like, yeah, I'm uh, I'm going diamond here. I agree with you. It doesn't help Gamba that he's got Saquon and Tyler Lockett on by. Um, and Gamba just won the Dun Chain. I can't give him the Dun Chain and then pick him in the same week. So I am going Justin as well. All right, next game we got Kellett versus Eric. Um, both these teams at five and five. Both of these teams need a win. I'm just going to go ahead and declare this a loser-goes-home game. The loser of this is not making the playoffs. The winner of this is going to have a real shot. So we have Eric projected to go off for 119 points, and that's with Vance McDonald doing nothing in this Thursday night football game. Kellett projected 105 points. What are you feeling about this game, Jason? Uh, I think these are both over projections, to be honest. Kellett is without DeAndre Hopkins, key piece of that lineup. But he could start Kalen Balazs. <laughs> yeah, he's not going to do that. He doesn't have to do that. Is Hopkins uh, hurt? Oh, no, I lied. He's just not in his lineup. I thought they were on bye or something. They're coming off bye. Yeah, so, so he'll he play, able to get him back he'll play Hopkins. Over Curtis Samuel, probably. Or maybe over Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley's yeah, can, bad. Even in a win last week, Calvin Ridley did nothing. Yeah, so. you figured, like, his work, get more work once, uh, after they traded Mosinu. But it really hasn't happened so far. And they just keep losing weapons. Devonta Freeman going down, so maybe it happens at some point. But he's been pretty uninspiring. Not that Curtis Samuel's a whole lot better, but He's at least catching touchdowns here and there. Yeah. So he and Kellett, interestingly enough, I think is getting Darius guys back. Yeah, well, he came off IR last week, but I don't think he played. No, I think they wanted to get him into practice. So 
I, I yeah. guess he might be active this week. Bill Callahan said he is confident Geis will get many chances to contribute on Sunday against the Jets. So he will play. Would you consider starting him no. over uh, Damian Williams? No. no. I, I just don't think that's necessary. Yeah. Like, unless you see some news about, like, Andy Reid's mad that Damian Williams fumbled too, and, like, now he's in the doghouse. Uh, I I expect Damian Williams to still get a decent amount of touches, uh, enough to be productive. And, like, it's tough to trust someone in their first game back from a pretty devastating injury. Yeah. So, all right. I know who I'm going with here. Here, who uh, who do you got? Um, I think I'm leaning Kellett right now. Just looking, giving this a once over, because I don't really like Eric's receivers, which is usually the case. Yeah, they've got good matchups this week. Michael Gallup at Detroit is really good. Terry McLaurin. I against think the McLaurin, Jets is yeah, really good. I think McLaurin might be able to actually do something against the Jets. He's just done nothing with Haskins is the thing. Like, he's only been good with Case Keenum, and he's been really good with Case Keenum. But Dwayne Haskins is just not good enough to get him <laughs> the ball. Uh, DJ Chark at Indy. I don't know. That's fine. They have Nick Foles back. We'll see what that offense looks like without Minshew mania. Yeah, that could hurt Chark because Minshew loved going to uh, our boy DJ Chark. Chalk. So I talked about the I think there will be a lot of points in the Ravens game. So I like Lamar Jackson. Derek Carr is. How do you feel about this? Kellett spent up for him unneededly on the auction. I don't think anyone else had a bid in for him. He's been fine most weeks. He's in the like 17 to 20 range. He gets Cincinnati who are really, 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 really bad. So you love the matchup. But like I just I just don't know if the upside's really there for like a huge week. Like it looks like Kellett's hoping for. Well, I don't know if Kellett's hoping so much for the huge week as he does not have a quarterback he can rely on. And this is the upcoming schedule for Derek Carr. He goes Cincy at the Jets at Kansas City, Tennessee, Jacksonville. So up until Tennessee, which has an okay defense, but I would expect Derek Carr to even play well against them. The next four weeks, I expect Derek Carr to be a fantasy starter, and I think that's what Kellett was spending for. Um, I don't know if you have a different take on that, but I think he'll be fine against Cincy and uh, the Jets, Kansas City, and Tennessee. I think Derek Carr has the chance to be a top 10 quarterback against those teams. Top 10? Yeah, probably take the under. I don't hate the move. I just, uh, I don't know. He's played pretty well this year, too. Like, it's not like he's been really bad. That offense has looked good. He hasn't had to do a whole lot. He has not had to throw for 300 yards yet. I don't know. I just just don't know if he's really got the juice. But whatever. I'm supposed to be picking someone in this game, right? I am going to go Kellett. Yeah, I said I was leaning that way. And I think I'm going to go that way. Yeah, give me Kellett as well. There we go. 
Kelly, so get both, DeAndre Hopkins in your lineup. Yeah, we both picked <laughs> dog in this game. Very interesting. I, I agree with you. I think 122 is an overprojection for Eric. That seems way high. So, all right. Yeah, they must be projecting Lamar Jackson for like 40 points. I 26 mean, points, 7. Yeah. Dalvin Cook for 22.3. I do love Minnesota's defense against uh, Brandon Allen. True. True. There, uh, there'll probably be at least one pick six in that game if I had to bet. So, all right, next game we got you versus Armstrong, absolute must win for you. You are four and six. You lose this game, you're not making the playoffs. How confident are you? As confident as I've been all year, John. Really? You know, un unfazed. Clear. Oh man, Nick Chubb has two points. <laughs> <laughs> It's okay yeah. though, because I haven't been it's... watching this game closely, obviously, because we've been podcasting. But just like from looking over my shoulder every once in a while, this looks like a fucking terrible football game. Yeah, I, I've had it in front of my eyes this whole time and just like not focus at all. I have no idea what's happening in this game. Yeah. But the Steelers have no points. Uh, I, I I don't know what's going on here. But for this game, I uh, I have Chris Carson on by and. As far as I'm concerned, I cannot start David Johnson. Yeah. Like he looked bad last week, then fumbled, then didn't get another touch. Like, he looked really bad. Did you see the videos of him, like, running? There was a a play, it was like a shotgun run, where he was just, just like a stretch play. And he looked like these, like, it looked like if you were out there at running back. <laughs> he was so slow just kind of like walking down towards the sideline before like deciding where to get absolutely run into the ground. Did you no, see this video? I did. I did not. If you want to send that to me, it's I very will. interesting. Yeah. He analysis. was benched by the fourth quarter. Um, they said for like health reasons. Yeah. He's just like clearly not healthy. Yeah. So I, I don't blame you. You can't play him. And I actually like Jameson Crowder again this week against Washington. I feel like Jameson Crowder feasts on terrible teams. So. Damn. Yeah. I mean, this upcoming stretch for the Jets at Washington, Oakland, at Cincy, Miami. Jeez. If the Jets could just win out and get back to like six and seven. True. That'd be crazy. Crazy. Um, currently, I'm rolling... I just sent you that uh, that video, by the way. All Currently, right. I'm rolling with a heavy Bills stack against Miami, starting Josh Allen, John Brown, and Devin Singletary. I don't know if it'll stay that way. It probably will, though. Yeah, uh, like, I don't know if the Bills <laughs> have the offense to spread those points around enough, but it is at Miami, so... Yeah, I... Really, I I really need Matt Stafford to play. I can't handle Kenny Galladay with Jeff Driscoll. Yeah. But like you said, I like Crowder. I like Olsen against Atlanta. I like Carolina's defense against Atlanta. Armstrong, Jimmy Garoppolo, I don't know. I feel kind of similarly to him as I do about Derek Carr. Like, he's fine most weeks. The matchup's really good this week. He destroyed Arizona last time they played. He's actually been worse than Derek Carr. <laughs> he, he, Jimmy Garoppolo, same thing as Derek Carr, though, just doesn't have to do a lot to win. They yeah. run the ball so well. He yeah. just doesn't have to do a lot to win. 
And uh, he, he went back to back weeks without throwing a touchdown, and they won both those games by blowouts. So, yeah, and if if Sanders and Kittle both miss, which it looks like they will, I like him even less. Le'Veon Bell and Todd Gurley are like bad, the most dissatisfying <laughs> lineup decisions every single week. Armstrong yeah. just has to make, plug them in there all the time. Allen yeah, Robbins. You're just staring at two running backs that are not top 15 running backs. And every week you just have to like try and talk yourself into benching one of them. And then you have to decide on which one and then you can't. And then you just play both of them and both of them drop 10 points. That's how it goes every week. I can guarantee it. Yeah. And with Aaron Jones on by, you just have to play both of them this week. Yeah, that's great for me. Aaron Jones being on by uh, Tyra Williams gets Cincinnati, but like, only catch he catches three passes every single week. It's super weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, look at that. A lot of touchdowns though. Damn. Yeah. So, I mean, I could definitely see him scoring against Cincinnati, but I don't know. I could also just see them running the ball thirty-five times. Just Josh Jacobs bullying the Bengals. Yep. I don't know. I think uh, starting the pitch is also not going well for Armstrong right now. Yep. I think this will be a close game, but I'm picking myself. I am also going to pick you. Uh, Hungry dogs run faster. I think you got this one. Absolute must win. Armstrong doesn't need it. He can still make the playoffs if he loses. You need it. I think you get it. So, all right. Let's get into our last game. We got Duff versus Colin. Two good teams here, but Duff is projected to get smacked. So before before we go in on Duff for only being projected 95 points with a full lineup, mm-hmm. to be fair, he is projected to get smacked most weeks, <laughs> and he actually does overcome it a good bit. So uh, he's projected to lose 118 to 95. What do you like about this game? I noticed Colin is the most recent team to be playing Adrian Peterson. Let me just read through the <laughs> transactions for Adrian Peterson. So, drafted by me, dropped to waivers. You claimed him. You dropped him. You added him back. You dropped him. Eric added him for 65 bucks. Dropped him. Gamba added him and dropped him almost immediately. And then Colin picked him up. So uh, I'd say about half the league has owned Adrian Peterson. Very interesting. Well, now that Darius Geis is back, you got to get him in the lineup. Yeah, I mean, this is probably not the week to play him, but we'll see. Will Fuller actually has a chance of playing yeah, I think this week. he's back. I think he's he, he was on track to practice play. Today. So that would be huge if Colin could get him in there with his explosive playability. That could just be another weapon that Duff, Duff has to go up against. Duff is starting a lot of what just looks like hot trash in this lineup behind Patrick Mahomes. Um, Dude, I say this every week. (laughs) And, like, he just keeps scoring points. But he's starting Peyton Barber and Cole Beasley. Like, what are we doing? (laughs) Yeah, Cole Beasley is at Miami, so guaranteed he goes five for 100 with two touchdowns. And Peyton Barber will probably fall in for two himself just to prove you wrong. This would be the week the Patriots let Jordan Howard run all over him, and Patrick Mahomes probably drops 90 points against the Chargers <laughs> on Monday night, and Duff will win this game by 60 points. So, with that yeah. being said, um, Patrick I don't Mahomes know how Duff wins this game, just looking at his team. 
<laughs> we gotta stop saying that. We gotta... <laughs> Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, like they're gonna toast the Chargers. Yep. Marquise Brown, I could definitely see him beating the Houston secondary. They're not good. I mean, Marquise Brown is not good. Uh, I disagree. I think he's pretty good. He's definitely fast, if nothing else. He is fast. He's not good. We'll see. You said that about, uh, what's his name? Miles Sanders, and then he blew up in your face. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. Jarvis Landry had a touchdown. Yeah, Jarvis Landry has had a solid game so far. I'm like, I'm not crazy about what Colin's got going on over here for the most part. I, I like I like Zeke a lot. I like Michael Thomas a lot. And that honestly might be enough. Love Matt him. Ryan. Matt Ryan. I don't know. It's probably fine. He's been pretty good this year. Except when he was hurt. <laughs> and last week, I guess. Tevin Coleman. I just like, I don't, I don't know what to do with 49ers running backs. I think you just never know how much work he's going to get. He has, he's going to have the opportunity to have a good game against Arizona. Arizona does not have a very good rush defense. No, I agree. But who's to say that like Raheem Mostert doesn't get 15 carries for 85 yards. Like, yeah, I just like, it's so inconsistent. I think Kevin Coleman's your best bet on most weeks, but like the last outside of that four touchdown game, he really hasn't been very good lately. Like he hasn't r- even run very well. Yeah, I like um, I like Jack Doyle as an Austin Hooper replacement, um, especially with Jacoby Brissett coming back. I mean, I just don't know how Duff wins this game. He has no reinforcements on his bench to make this any better. Yeah, I mean, I'm picking Colin, but <laughs> I also I'm I'm also. I wish I could pick Duff and be different, different from you, but uh, I'm going, I'm going Colin here, and I'm, I'm gonna just go ahead and spit right in Duff's face and just say it won't be close. How are we feeling about Duff getting his best player back from by the Patriots defense? Um, not good at Philly. I think Philly will be fine. Like New England, will, it's not like they're gonna drop a negative, but they're not gonna win off the game i think they'll score between like eight and 12 points like they'll be fine i think the rams actually will probably outscore the patriots defense the rams get to go play mitch trubisky who can't throw away football <laughs> so i don't know man bell check off a bye yeah i mean i don't think the eagles win but i do think um they'll score i don't think they'll get like shut out so all right we both went colin Duff, I, can't, uh, I can't wait for Marquise Brown to get like three catches for 172 yards and two touchdowns. Yeah. If Colin wins this week, he punches his ticket to the playoffs, by the way. Is he not like locked in? All right. No, no one is locked in. He's the best team in the league and he's seven and three. Everyone is five and five. All right. So I picked myself, Campbell, Justin, Kellett, you, and Colin. You picked. Dan, Campbell, Justin, Kellett, yourself, and Colin. We only differed on one pick this week, and that was me. And I'm not very confident in that pick. (laughs) So (laughs) there you go. Also, a hot take on the way out. I think the Dolphins might actually beat the Bills. Wrong. I, I, I 
I I think the Dolphins. Uh, what maybe, you think the Dolphins what? Maybe get the win streak to three. We have yet another Ryan Fitzpatrick revenge game because every game he plays is a revenge game. <laughs> I don't know. I just think he gets up for it. So. Oh, I just realized I'm capitalizing on the Jamison Crowder revenge game. Oh, true. True. Huge narrative streak guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's all it's all about the narrative. It's not about the performance. It's about the story that's going on in the background. <laughs> that dictates how a player will play 100%. I completely agree with you. I'm going to need Nick Chubb to pick it up in the second half of this game, though. God damn it. After this podcast, I'm literally going to sit down and look at all the scenarios I need to happen for me to make the playoffs if I lose to Dan. Because <laughs> I'm not going to be Dan. <laughs> so. All right. Anything else? Or uh, is that it? I think that's it. All right, guys. Week 11. Three more weeks until the playoffs. Let's get it. We'll see Bye, you guys, guys. there. <laughs> Very confident. Go for can't have an epic comeback without being down huge. That's true, I guess. <laughs> See you guys. Bye.
There's the That's the cold open. Yeah, no, there's the Mason Rudolph, you suck. Jesus. So, all right. This uh this week we had this isn't the auction report, Jason. This is just a screenshot of a recent activity. Yeah. So there's no money in that. <laughs> All right, fine. Give me, give me two seconds. It's that big a deal. <laughs> Got a hot tip from an anonymous source whose name is Justin Diamond. Right. Who said there is absolutely no way the next time this game, throw the mortgage on it, and they're down at half. Throw that in the outro. I want him to know if this goes poorly. Because uh, he was very confident in this. He was texting me. I keep just typing Justin over and over again. Like not <laughs> typing either of our names, but just like Justin, 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 Justin. Um, okay, I haven't had time. I haven't really had the opportunity. Whoops, love these autoplay videos. But... Gotta love them. <laughs> this app is so annoying. I fucking hate the NFL app. I just lost this game. Where, where, where were we? The year is 2027. Jacob DeGrom is set to win his 10th consecutive. DeGrom, as the award is now named after him, he allowed three runs through the 2027 season <laughs> for a .11 or .011 ERA. His win-loss record was 3-3 three and three with 30 no decisions. As the Mets go 50-112, he does not win the award unanimously. 